Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US military military vets, vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and let's not forget our fans of pro wrestling. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Baby. Who's feeling so much better? We had some pro <laughs> wrestling, and man, you know, me being a, uh, I'm from New York, and, uh, you know, going home, you know, you see your friends, and you're like, hey, man, how's it going? But I'm not MJF. <laughs> <laughs> and to have him baby facing out with allegedly a local politician who's not very well liked. Man, this show. <laughs> it was good stuff, oh, man. This show had me thinking Tony Khan was like, hey, cool. Nice job on your uh, your WrestleMania. <laughs> that wrestle thing you did the weekend. Um, that uh, that wrestle, the, the thing you do in the squared circle thing. Um, but, but watch this. And then the depending on who you talk to, the stinker of Monday Night Raw and to come out with this show the way they did and. You know, some of the spots, you know, some of the show went a little bit long, but man, it was, it was fun and it wasn't so long to where you were like, all right, I'm going to come back and watch it tomorrow. But yeah, man, what'd you, what did you think? You- oh man, I, I thought it was great. I, I thought, uh, wasn't an all time 
you know, best of the best. But I thought what he did was very intelligent and smart. Like, yeah. So think about the structure of the show, right? And and granted, I know ratings have come out and everybody's saying the ratings sucked or whatever. I don't care. He made a smart decision with, so he comes out. So let's say there were the Laps fans. Like, oh man, I'm going to go check out this other product. What's the first thing he hits him with is the rumored Jay White that was supposed to get a WWE. Boom. Nope. He's on AEW. Here you go. And then you follow that up with a promo, or then you follow that up with an Adam Cole thing. So people from WWE go, oh, I remember him. Then you follow that up with Chris Jericho and Keith Lee, two more very prominent uh, WWE guys. Yeah. And then you go right in, like the first 30 minutes was totally a, hey, if you used to watch WWE, come check this out. Because then you roll right into that that trios match with Malachi Black, who, again, a well-known WWE guy, but Orange Cassidy, who's totally an AEW guy and a hell of a match. Like that, that was a lot of fun. I thought the, the pacing of the show was pretty good. Uh, like you said, the MJF theme kind of went a little long, I thought, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good show. The, uh, you know, I, I kind of blew through the beginning parts so we can kind of go back through it, but yeah, the Jay White debut. Whew. Yeah. I was, I was sitting there watching, I was flipping through. Um, I wasn't on Twitter at the time I was on the wrestling reporter and, you know, some other ones. And the wrestling reporter had me like flipping through going, Oh, wait a minute. What about this? What about that? I just, uh, was like, yeah, let's do this. And I pop onto Twitter and I see an older post from a guy, which, hey, I want to give him a quick shout out to uh, Castle. And um, he had posted something or he quote tweeted something. And I was like, really? Meaning that Triple H was confident that he was going to get Jay White. And I read that just as Jay White was showing up. So I tweeted, oh, really? And it wasn't directed toward Castle. It was directed toward the WWE executive committee folks. And man, just like you said, it was a really good show. The pacing, it kept me interested. And, you know, even during the picture in picture, I was like, oh, they're going to do something because they've already got me by the short hairs. And I was not interested and walking away. And, you know, at first I was like, okay, maybe they got me because I'm still in my feels over WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw. <laughs> well, no, because I've calmed down about that. And right. I have this whole other, you know, the seven labors of Cody or the trials and tribulations of Cody. And of course, we got to say the hard times, baby. And uh, Cody's going to go through it, you know. Yeah, man. So the pacing was great. And like I was going on and on about my, you know, maybe I was a little bit in the feels, you know, I've sort of in my wrestling brain, my WWE brain sort of penciled out what will happen. And uh, I was totally, you know, calmed down the, but just message after message, after announcement, after appearance, like AEW had everything for even if you were a sports entertainment fan, everything for a wrestling or sports entertainment fan, you got some of the old WWE guys, you had some of the new AEW guys, you had just super, super wrestling. It, it was just, a, it was a really good show. It was fun. Yeah. That, they, like I said, they started with the, the Jay White thing, which I was ecstatic about because I think we called it a while back with the whole Juice Robinson right. thing. I'm like, the, and, and I, I think I even said, like, I'm disappointed with it. However, I will be yep. I will hold judgment in a couple weeks to see what happens and if it's leading to Jay White 
And then bam, it led to Jay White. And I'm like, all right, I'm cool with this. I'm good. I'm cool if they uh, if they're going to decide to bring in like you know the the Bullet Club. Maybe he forms a Bullet Club in AEW, and then at Forbidden Door, you've got AEW's Bullet Club versus you know New Japan's. Like they could do something cool oh, like that. Fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought that was uh, it was good stuff. And uh, you know, Ricky Starks took his beating. Uh, I still think Ricky Starks boo boo face messing with Juice Robinson. Maybe that was a choice because in his head he was saying it wasn't a big deal, and that's what he was supposed to do. And, I don't know, but I think the Jay White appearance was good. And that was absolutely like a, a big old F you to WWE, in my opinion. Because it's funny because all the reports was like, oh, he's going to show up Monday, you know, Monday night. He'll be there Monday night. He's signed, done deal. He's going to be there Monday night. And nope, he was there Wednesday night. And I was like, ooh. And then like <laughs> like open the show kind of deal. Like, bam, like right in your face. Yeah. And, and I think like if Starks, I think Starks, uh, with this Jay White Bullet Club program, I think that can really heat him back up. He gets through this. I could see Jay White and Freshly Squeezed getting into a program. Yeah. Jay White carries that title because I think he would be the perfect international champion because he he's inter, you know he's he's been there, done that. He's got a couple of t shirts, and uh, I think that would be I think that'd be shit hot, man. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Orange Cassidy, that. Uh Matched with the the best friends in in uh, House of Black, Whew. oh golly man. man! Like they did some stuff in that match. I don't think I've ever seen before. The yeah, the it, sequence. Yeah, they never. Yeah, yeah, the one that sticks out is a sequence where. So I love Brody King when he does the the cross body thing into the into the railing. I love that. Yes. He, that's so much fun. But as soon as he does that, Orange Cassidy is up on the top rope and does this flip, and Buddy Murphy and. Uh, uh, Malachi catch him and they do this like Alabama forward slam onto the ring apron. I'm like, Jesus, if he didn't get his hands up. Yeah. That looked great. And then Trent comes or not. Yeah. Trent comes diving through and they catch him and do it the opposite direction. I was like, Oh, it yeah. was beautiful. And the whole sequence with the power bomb, trying to power bomb Brody King and they all took their shots and then they get him up and that near fall. I almost thought I almost bit. I was like, Ooh, what? They're going to switch titles. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, they, they think the best friends are over that bad in New York. And, you know, they 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 got me with the they got me the same. I was just like, oh, no way, because I, I, I'd like to see the the trios championship stay on the House of Black for a little while. I agree. I'd like to see the women's championship stay with Hater for a little while. Yep. And um, MJF is gold right now. So there's there's no need to rush that. The TNT Championship generally is that one that that is flip flopping, um, and hopefully that eventually will become like what the Intercontinental Title used to be. Like once you hold the TNT Title, that's essentially telling the world that that you're the next one up. Right. And uh, right now, it's it's that um, what's the best way to put it? Like the um, man, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it's like. All right, hey, here's the NXT title. Um, you're going to carry this, and then you're going to move up to the main roster. Right. So once Hobbs is done with this situation, he'll he'll be able to add another chapter to it, and he'll move on to whoever um, unseats MJF. Because I don't I don't think there's money with Hobbs and MJF because Styles make fights, but that yeah. would be that'd be kind of clunky because they there wouldn't be a general in the ring. They're, It'd just be a couple of still, you know, still too barely so, new. Although, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. put it past MJF to be able to carry that match if he needed to. 
Yeah, I mean, he did a hell of a job with uh, Brian Danielson. Um, he's been doing a really good job. I mean, he's gold on the mic, too. And, you know, some of the matches. And, like, what I really like about um, AEW, what they keep doing is they're trying to have us flip back through our our notebook yeah. and go, oh, wait a minute, that's right. I forgot that those guys were in a program, and it was damn two years ago. And you look at who they are as performers now and not just in the ring, but like on the mic backstage, the, and like for some of our, uh, some of the fam who are watching this all access, it's giving you a different perspective of them. And I, I think that's, I think, I really think they're onto something with the pill, excuse me, with the pillars, with the house of black, uh, this book of Hobbs thing. I think, I think they can do a lot of, make a lot of really good money having some really strong parallel programs and I'd like to see another strong woman's woman's um, program. I like what they're doing with Valkyrie and Cargill, but like once the chase is over, kind of like with Sami Zayn and um, Kevin Owens, I was like, wait a minute, did they, did they not get, they didn't get a huge pop. Like, you know, the, the street profits, came out and Montez and Dawkins, I almost feel like they got the same, if not more. And, you know, Dawkins was, has been looking great. Montez has the it. And I, I don't want, I just don't want the, once the chase is over, I don't want any steam to get lost for, uh, you know, some, some of the, you know, players there right on that, on that bloated um, AEW roster. So. So it's funny you say the, the bloated AEW roster, and I was listening to, I think it was What Culture, and uh, Sidgwick was talking about it, and he made a good point, like with the Keith Lee, Chris Jericho thing, like those are two people I forget are on the same roster sometimes because they haven't interacted at all right. that I've seen. And then you talk about the the referring back to your old notes and everything, like it's not just AEW stuff they want you to refer back to because Keith Lee even said, yeah, I had my run-ins with Adam Cole. Yeah, he did. He trucked him over the top of a, uh, you know, the uh, the side there, the um, barricade in that one one spot. And I'm like, I like that they refer back to not like they acknowledge. I mean, hell, even in later in the show, they bring up Cody Rhodes twice. So it's not like we're not allowed to talk about the other people. Yeah, and they openly it's not say like Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a big secret. There's other wrestling out yeah. there, and I appreciate That's that. Cool. I like the fact that they do that. Then uh, the other, uh, I mean, there's quite a bit of significant things, and we're probably going to go out of order because I don't have the card written down, but I remembered it because I watched it and it was such a good show. Yeah, it was a really good show, yeah. Um, we also had the, uh, I don't remember what came first, the MJF or the Blackpool comic. I think it was the MJF stuff. And, uh, you know, he I knew he was going to get a hero pop. Uh, pretty cool to see him get the key to the city and all that stuff, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, I thought the... Yeah, I felt like it went a little too long. Uh, I kept kind of waiting. Okay, who's going to interrupt him? Who's going to interrupt him? Yeah, like, I was thinking the same kinda thing. Kind of dragged on a little bit. But, I mean, he cut a fire promo like he always does. And it's it's amazing to watch him cut a babyface promo as a heel. Or a heel promo as a babyface. However you want to put it. Because yeah. the words coming out of his mouth were very babyfacey. But then he says stuff in there to make him not a babyface. And it was it was fun. You know, he gets his belt and talks about. You know, hey, kids, if people say you can't be whatever you want to be, 
you know, of Long Island, only Long Island because everybody else sucks. But if you're in Long Island, a kid can be whatever he wants to be, <laughs> except for me, because I'm better than you and you know it. And it's just like, great stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then the uh, the brawl was decent. And then Sammy coming out, walking between him and holding the belt up like, mm, maybe I'm going to take this. Oh. So before we keep going, I'll see which anything to say on the, the promo MGF stuff. No, yeah, I thought the I could tell the heat that the politician was getting, and I had watched earlier. I had watched. I I don't know if it was in All Access or maybe it was at the beginning of the show where they showed him at the little city council. Oh yeah, of Oyster Oyster, Oyster Bay or Cove Oyster City or, or whatever it was. Bay, yeah. yeah, and soggy he bottom. Gets this, yeah, he get <laughs> the key to the city was like this big. And for those of you who don't have the uh, the exclusive 1999 per second doesn't exist uh, video screen, this is like a three by three box, and so he's sitting there holding it, you know. And I'm a champion, like. And then they get to uh, they're in the ring. He's got his tux on. He's got his title, and the politicians going on and on and on. And I was like, man. He might not be he might not be the most popular guy in this zip code. And they kept going on and on. And then they gave him this larger key. (laughs) And I was like, man, this is this is great because it's everyone who was in the building. It was for them. Right. So it was something special for them. Just like when you go buy a T-shirt, like how we went to the the all in or I'm sorry, the uh, forbidden door. I wish we 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 bought a T-shirt. We went and bought a T-shirt that said I was there at Forbidden Door. So the, the folks over there could say I was at the MJF day or whatever. You know? So I just I, I really like those custom little nuggets. And, you know, when they're when they did the Arthur Ashe uh, event in New York, I mean, they sold that place out. It was, you know, it's definitely worth the money. It's definitely worth the watch. It's a much more enjoyable watch and you're like oh well you know because it's monday and it's three out no 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 the the pacing of the show um once you're emotionally invested and you understand the background you understand the past the present and the future of that character and you know the little swerves and stuff and then you get into like you know house of black just their dominance and their gear and the way they carry themselves and all the way down to um heart who she's like just kind of looming in the ring, just like almost like this eerie, eerie, cool character, you know, and then you get into the Rhea Jamie Hader match. Oh, Rio. And yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Like, there's no way oh, that this is going to work, but man, match. did it work. It was such a good match. I, uh, those two have some really good chemistry together. I think this is the third time they've uh, gotten on there and I enjoyed the match a lot. I think uh, just Rio's size, like she's such a good little work from underneath uh, worker that uh, every time I see her matches, I'm like, oh, she's going to get slaughtered. And then she doesn't. And uh, (laughs) what I liked about this match is she's kind of had a pattern, right? Like there's usually this pattern of she throws punches and the bigger people like block them like they're not a big deal and she's weak. Well, this one was a little different. She was kind of using her speed and not using the wear down tactics. And man, that cross body from the top to Jamie Hader on the floor. Oh man. Jamie Hader takes those like every time I'm like, oh, it makes my back hurt and I want to cry. So fantastic match. Really enjoyed it. 
and I like the fact that the uh, outcast did not get involved. I like that they let them have the match. They let them do their thing in the ring, and then they went to a backstage cut. Cool. That's the way to do it. You know, then let them talk their trash in the backstage, and that was fine. Um, I appreciated the fact that they didn't have to get all involved because now we're building we're building this division to be more like a division instead of just fight, 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 jump people and all that other stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I really appreciated the flow of the match. There wasn't a bunch of shenanigans. You didn't have, you know, nobody was running around with spray paint. It was a hard hitting match. It was believable. Everybody sold and registered and you know, a couple of those false finishes. I was like, Oh, and I, yeah, I thought it was um I thought it was a really really good match, a great showing for Rio to um I don't want to say put her back on the map or put her back in the picture or whatever. I don't know if she's going to be in the in the title picture for a little while, but definitely a good foil for um Jamie Hader right now during um during her current run, which she's I'm glad they got rid of that whole interim thing. I feel bad for Tony Storm that she had sort of had that cloud and with all the, <clears throat> with all the BS going on with the, with um, Thunder Rosa and stuff. I, I don't, you know, I'm glad they, they've sort of taken all that away. And it, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a really good match. The crowd was into it and it wasn't like this short little two minute segment. No, it was good. But yeah. I totally appreciated it. Yeah. And, uh, I, my, the thing I like the most is Rio's back. Like before she's coming to one show and then she's off TV for like six months and then she comes and does one. So I appreciate the fact that she's been, I think in this run, she's been on TV almost every week. So I, I like that they're using her and she's been on there more. Um, we did kind of skip around though. Cause after the MJF thing and Sammy Guevara walks out, he had a match with commander and whew, Oof. man, talk about some other spots that I'd never seen. That cutter he got Commander on when Commander's running across the top rope and Sammy just springs up, gets him in that cutter, and then that's how he gets the win, obviously. But some of those flips and that Commander guy, man, that, oof, man, that was good. I, I don't know if you got a chance to see the Vikingo Commander match yet on Ring of Honor, but. Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I saw the two of them go at oof. it. And I, like, we need to get Einstein or somebody on the phone and be like, hey, did did you not tell them about the theory of relativity and like just the way they were flying around and the way he traversed the ropes so effortlessly. And both of them, both of them made each other look fantastic. And to me, that's what wrestling is. You, someone gets made, someone gets over, someone goes over, um, you know, you're constantly advancing characters every chance you get and doing business the right way. And I, I really, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then uh, Sammy cut that promo afterwards and it was a pretty good promo. I mean, you know, talked about how he, I love the analogy of if we're the four pillars, your pillar has been built uh, and crumbling based on everybody else. You know, you've had help from this and that. And the only time you beat me was because Sean Spears hit me with a chair and I'm like, Oh yeah, Boom. Sean Spears. I forgot about him, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another one, another one. Will you forget about? Well, he's still on the the roster. Um, the just, yeah. I mean, that was uh, Guevara has a really big part in the AEW All Access, and um, I thought like the way 
Guevara has been showing his character, the way he's been showing out in the ring, and now they're really starting to focus. I don't want to say focus now, but maybe focus more on the pillars. I I'm digging it. I'm I'm feeling it. I really like it. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. Uh, then we've got to talk Blackpool Combat Club, brother. Woo, man, woo, woo. man, the uh, so that's the yeah. There's nothing to talk about the match. It was a squash. Like I don't even know. I don't even think they introduced the three dudes. <laughs> Just got absolutely waylaid. <laughs> yeah. But seeing like Danielson as like the conductor and the 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 ring general and. I love this man. I love Moxley as he's ripping somebody's face off and they cut and he's like pulling that guy's face off. And like, I love Claudio because he's a badass and he's just standing there all muscular. And then I love uh, Yuta, even though he's a little shithead. I was like, all right, cool. So we're again, AEW touching back on things that they've hit in the past. Cause there was a while there where everybody thought like Danielson and, and uh, Yuta were going to go at it because you kind of was the pestering little brother almost. And you know, he's like, he was acting like a shithead. So I love that they kind of called back to that. And uh, why the hell part of probably my only problem with it is I don't understand why hangman came out there with no backup. You're like, all right, you know, they're beating up people. Everybody's amateurs. I love the line about this is somebody the EVPs would hire. Cool. I think that plays into something. And I'm going to get into some, some story crafting here in a minute. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But, uh, Hangman comes out and Gets the beat down, obviously, which, you know, was bound to happen. Uh, again, don't know where the Dark Order was. Obviously, Omega wasn't there. Obviously, the Bucks are injured. But you would have thought the Dark Order would have come out. But that's fine. And then he takes that screwdriver. And, oh, man, I couldn't tell if he was jamming it in his eye, if he was carving up his head. He didn't. I, I will say nobody bled on this episode, I noticed. And if anything, that's when I thought it was going to happen. Uh, but I, I think he was going for his eye personally. It's kind of what it looked like, but went, jacked him up and, uh, you know, cut this promo again. <laughs> I love the, I love the line about, uh, we're the greatest pro wrestlers in this company. Hell. And what I've seen this week, we're the greatest pro wrestlers, uh, in the, uh, world or in the North America. I'm like, Ooh, little hit there. Yeah. It was strong, strong showing by the Blackpool comic cab. But what I want to hit on is I don't think the EVP line was a throwaway line because, one of the things that CM Punk said in his scorched earth, I hate everybody, was references to the EVPs. Dude, I am starting to wonder, is CM Punk going to come back as part of the Blackpool Combat Club? Man, I, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I would be fine 
you know, and, and people can think, oh, well, you're WWE brain, whatever. CM Punk was a WWE guy. Yep. He was a Heyman guy. Um, I don't, I'm not saying this out of any other thing. Wrestling was fine for, what was it, nine years without CM Punk. He was here and just rustled everybody's feathers and then some. And since he's been gone, if it wasn't a work, um, I mean, the only drama that has been going on since he's been gone is because he's gone and everybody keeps bringing it up. I'm like, oh, just let him go. Just, you know, he was great for the business. I loved his entrance song and we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. I, I think, uh, he's got a great mind for the business. I think he's a great storyteller. Um, I wouldn't mind him back. I just think you, you keep him on a short leash, you know? Yeah. Rain him in. No more press conferences. Uh, cut, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. No more pressers with, uh, what the hell was he eating? Donuts or cupcakes. Cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. Or muffins. Maybe, maybe it was muffins. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you rein him in. Uh, but that's if it all wasn't a work from the beginning. But uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that was a throwaway line and the EVP specifically, and the fact that they're targeting Hangman, which is what started his rant, was uh-huh. Hangman. And I just was like, man, okay, so you bring him in as part of the Blackpool Combat Club. So now you got five against Omega, the Bucks, and Hangman. They got four. Who do they get? Ooh, Don Callis is, is getting Takeshita set up. Okay, or you got um, uh, the Golden Lovers, uh, Ibushi out there. Is it Ibushi? No. Anyway, uh, it'll come to me later, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I remember his name. But you've got him <laughs> out there, you know, uh, Omega's former partner, who is one of the hot free agents, too. You bring him in as the fifth. Like, oh, man, like, that would be such a great – can you imagine if the – let's say the all-out or all-in, which is the big announcement that's coming, but the all-in – a uh, big, huge pay-per-view across the pond in London at a 90,000 seat arena. What, what if the, you know, the, the, that whole card is built around the elite versus Blackpool Comet club and you get Omega and punk and you get, you know, the young bucks versus uh, Danielson and Moxley and you get hangman versus Claudio. And uh, you know, I just like, the stuff you could do with that was, would be great, and you put on that some is, amazing matches. Yeah, that's just a that's just a money press right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dollars Any combination pounds, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, one of the rumors was Okada could be coming, you know, to AEW, like and making an appearance. So, what if you set him up to come and help, and now you've got Okada in there against Punk, or you know, oh. Danielson and Okada, like oh. Oh and, my God, and Danielson then, and Nakata, that yeah. would be. Well, and so like that leads me into like just, so the announcement for Tony Khan, which we just hinted at was that they're going to London. They're going to do all in, which I think was an awesome announcement to say like, Hey, five years ago, it started before AEW is all in. Now we're going to bring all in back and it's going to be, you know, in this little place called, you know, London. <laughs> what is it? London. Uh, ah. My brain Wembley hurts. Stadium. Wembley Stadium, yeah, the the national stadium there, which holds, I think it's up to a hundred thousand if the seats are set up right. Yeah, holy crap, man! Talk about that a set of balls the, on that guy. Yeah, and that was the WrestleMania that had they they had WrestleMania there, and that was the one that the Road Warriors or LOD came out on the motorcycles. And just imagine the entrances that they could do the Omega entrance. Oh. 
and um yeah you know i i just I wish that the bucks i wish the bucks would be there because i think that would be awesome their music hits the whole crowd would just oh i'm sure like, they'll be there you know shit the bed i think oh man this is um so i know yeah I uh matt jackson tore his bicep and i don't know if you watch being the elite on youtube but I watched it and he kind of gave a uh, update and he said there he was going to and I forgot who whose name he dropped but he's going to some doctor that some other athlete I think some NFL star told him to go to that does the stem cell stuff and so instead of being out months for surgery and all this other stuff they're talking weeks because of the way they do this rehab and and the injections and stuff so he might be back in weeks which yeah. would be great and luckily it was a partial tear not a full tear so oh, okay some really good stuff there well, good for him Sheesh. yep. And then Nick, I think, separated uh, separated his shoulder, so he's out too. So both of them are out legit on the shelf for a little bit, which plays great into the story because when they come back, it's going to be amazing. Um, I mean, and then if you, I was just thinking, if you don't bring in uh, Akata or Takesh or whatever, you always got Adam Cole. You know, Adam Cole could jump in there, but yeah, all all in and Forbidden Door. There are like that the next few months of pay per views. And then I, I saw something that they're going to try to do all out right after all in. So you're all in in London, then all out in New York. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. Dude. One, those yeah. guys will be a little tired. That's a little jet laggy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so dig this. So we've been talking for an hour about a two hour show, and we were able to get through <laughs> Monday Night Raw, which was a three hour show. <laughs> yep. And we even touched on WrestleMania in like 40 minutes. And dig this. We, we glossed over the Sammy Guevara commander match, which was fantastic. We didn't, I didn't go into like how I watched the picture and picture and the commercials and all that other <laughs> stuff. And then, and then after the match, we almost touched on how Sammy Guevara lit up MJF, which turned into a whole other thing. And then there were, uh, a couple of really good commercials about the AEW All Access. Oh yeah, which um, at first I was like, "Well, I'm not going to really watch it." You know, I don't. You know, hey, I watched it and I'm learning a little bit more about the character, which then makes me feel yep a certain way. And then we get the All Egan All Ego Ethan Page and Hook oh, match. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was another down downside for me on the night, though. I will say. Yeah, and I'm not a huge Hook fan because I think that the FTW title is whatever and the character is whatever. And I dig Ethan Page and that, you know, that whole thing. And then they swerve and, um, oh boy, uh, Matt cracks him with the title. Hook gets the win and um, Isaiah and Matt leave, and Ethan's sitting there like, hey, what the hell? So I thought that was kind of funny because I want them to heat Ethan Page back up. Right. I do too. Because they had him, you know, they had him moving north to south up the roster, and I'm sorry, south to north because he was falling. They, they've got him working back up. So you had Stark, who's kind of been floundering, Ethan, who's kind of been floundering, and hopefully this match will now like refocus Ethan and he'll get back, you know, to doing, doing some good work. And all the while the crowd, the crowd was just in it nonstop. 
And then when they announced, and the, right after that segment with Ethan and um, Hook is when they announced the Wembley Stadium. And Nigel. Nigel yeah. McGinnis, oh, man. man. That was I was so, so great. happy, man. Did you ever watch the Nigel and documentary? The yeah. That dude went through being a Nigel lot. or something yep. like that. Like, you know, he couldn't go to the WWE or he didn't pass his physical because he had a bicep injury a hundred years ago or whatever. And then he contracted hepatitis. And so he did this like three match thing. And like, if you haven't, if you know, to the fam, if you haven't watched or seen anything about Nigel McGuinness, this guy could freaking go. And he was like a OG ring of honor guy, man. So they make the announcement. They talk about Wembley. They talk about um, Nigel McGuinness. And I could just imagine now, like, if Nigel McGuinness was able to wrestle Nigel McGuinness against Brian Danielson and had had Nigel been able to continue to wrestle, just like how his craft would have continued to develop against Danielson because they had had matches before when they were young boys. And I just, like, it, it felt like AEW was back on track with their announcement after announcement and pop after pop and great match after great match. I'm like, okay, I think they've figured it out. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, whatever that, whatever that Monday night was, was just like a one-off and we can, uh, we can get back to good wrestling motivates good wrestling or good sports entertainment motivates good wrestling and NXT can continue to be fun and, you know, Rampage and, and Dark and Elevation can continue to to evolve. And I've been super impressed with Rampage. So if if Dynamite was like it was, I can only imagine what Rampage is going to be like. It's yeah, I heard the Ring of Honor taping was really, really good, too. So I'm, I, I might watch that tonight when we get done recording. Yeah, I, li- I like those uh, the tag team titles, how they. um you know, they sort of um, focus or bring the attention to uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Yeah. And then you still have uh, Mark coming out with the, um, you know, holding the his his tag team title. I, I, I really like that. So and then and then we get to the main event. Whoo. I was uh, I was thinking like 14 different ways from Sunday, how it could go pretty much all day. Right. And I was like, well, they could do this. It could have a wonky finish. Someone could come out. And then like my WWE brain started thinking, well, what if CM Punk comes out? Because we had talked in the day like CM Punk showing up or whatever. Or what if Billy Gunn goes, well, those are my sons. You know, I want them to be. So now Billy Gunn turns and now you have this whole other dynamic. Well, if Billy Gunn would have turned or you know, something would have happened, FTR leaves. And I think their contract was already signed, but had potentially Monday not gone the way it went and they ended up losing and they went to WWE, like, whoo. So um, I like the way the match went. I thought the false finishes were fantastic. The finish was great. Everybody got their stuff in and... um I think FTR winning was the right right play, and it now leaves so many different options 
for what they can do with the guns, what they can do with FTR, what they can do with the acclaim, what they can do with JAS. I mean, like it's, there's so, so much out there. So yeah, man, it was, oof. I, uh, I kind of hope they get some more tag teams though. Cause right now it won't be the young bucks. Cause they're tied up with the trios and the Kenny and the Blackpool combat club. Unless you pull FTR into that and just have some one-off matches, but uh, maybe Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson become a tag team. So, like, there's some definitely things out there, but they need to uh, build the tag up a little bit because the Lucha Brothers won't be doing it because they're the Ring of Honor tag team champions now. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. So, uh, my guess will be the Acclaimed will be their first title, uh, you know, their first title run. If not, maybe Aussie Open, you know, because they've been tooling around down there. Maybe the Kingdom. I'm not sure. Speaking of Ring of Honor, though, you heard about uh, Brian Cage, right? So that he went over on Supercard, but he is officially no longer under contract. He's a free agent. I'm like, well, that's ballsy. That's ballsy there, Tony. But according to, it's not the first time because uh, I was listening to that Rene Paquette and John Moxley interview, and Moxley talked about how he was not under contract when he was AEW champion last summer. Like he could have literally walked into SummerSlam with the title because he wasn't under contract. I'm like. Oh my god! I'm like, man, that's that's ballsy. But I think so. It you know, as a military guy and a leadership developer, I think that's what Tony Khan might have on his side. Is as a leader, you want people to want to work for you. You want them to go, yeah, I'm going to back him. I'm going to do what he wants me to do. I'm going to come in extra and work harder. Uh, And I think he's that kind of leader backstage because I think he can get away with those kind of things because they're like. Well, I like working for him, so I know he's going to take care of me. Whereas if Vince would have done that, Mox would have walked into AEW with the damn WWE title, you know? So, yeah. I, like, it, you know, you just compare it to um, how he did, how he did um, Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, yeah, exactly. When Brett knew, so Brett, the, the history of the Montreal screwdrop, Brett wanted to win in Montreal. And then they were going to be stateside. They were going to be back in um, New York or Connecticut, somewhere in the Northeast. He was like, it makes it, it makes sense for me to do this tonight because we're in my hometown. I'll do the job tomorrow and I'll go away. And um, Vince took matters into his own hands. And in the back of my mind, I would always think like, well, if he screwed Brett, Right. And then he turns around and for like 10 years, Brett screwed Brett. You're like, muff dog. So I think, um, you know, karma, you know, karma has a way of working out. Now, I don't know what karma has to say about a guy who spent a million dollars to buy the WWF from their father to turn around and sell it for 8.1 billion or 9.1 billion. So he, spent a million dollars and got nine billion in return. Um not to mention all he's gotten over the years, you know, man. with the money he's made yeah. doing the but yeah. 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 Whew. That is what it but is. No, I think I think I think you're right. You know, like leaders lead, managers manage, and you know, Tony, I think having been around professional sports for so long, he understands and not this does this isn't a negative way, but he understands the egos, right? With the, both the, the soccer right way. and the NFL, and 
you know, the football, both footballs, the, the soccer and football, football, you know, the, each position has a certain feel about, you know, whether they're appreciated or whether they're not, Hey man, you're, we're going to cut you or we're going to um, put you on loan or, you know, we're going to trade you or whatever. And they play, they feel a certain kind of way. He's been around that his whole life. And I think that plus his, his like true fandom and he's obviously in this to make money and I, and I hope right. he's doing okay. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, like I know Tony's not going to do me dirty. He hasn't done anybody that way. Nope. And that business sense hasn't hurt him yet. So I think, I think, I think you're onto something. So, but uh, as for that match though, I, I thought it was a decent match. It wasn't as good as I was hoping. Uh, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed the match. Uh, I th- I agree. I think the right the right winners won. I think you have to give it to FDR. Um, but I did like the drama building up to it. Like, oh, but did they go to WWE? But to be honest with you, after Monday, I'm like, yeah, they didn't go to WWE. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if they did, they're suddenly going, oh, I lost my contract, Vince. I don't know where it's at. Oh, sorry. It must be sitting it's in, in your mail. outbox. Yeah, it's, it's in the mail. But I, But that whole thing goes back to what... You know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast or one of our, our candid conversations about AEW because I swear, man, I think they work the media and they work people so hard because Dax legit put out a Twitter post with a WWE contract sitting on his desk. So everybody assumed that's what he was doing. I'm with you. I think they signed probably back in, in January, February time. I, I mean, like, I think it was a work. I think all this stuff on Twitter, I think they I think they old school work people the way they, they did back in the day. And I, I don't think, um, and now granted, I, I don't get paid to think, but I don't think they went away because they were angry. No, not at all. Or they just, I think they were legit beat up from the feet up because they were defending three different tag team titles, traveling all over the world between AAA, uh, Japan, AEW, and doing the independent scene. And they legit needed to heal up. And they came back. They looked great. They were zero ring rust. Their skills on the mic. Oh yeah. And um, the guns. I mean, for oh that re- entrance. Re- you can think. You can think whatever you want about their age. I. They didn't necessarily hold their own on the mic. I think FTR held back because they would have eviscerated them. But it was it was a fun match, and I think FTR won. Um, but I feel like the, the guns got enough of a rub to get over. Um, and, and I think they'll be, I think, I think they're going to be in a better place going forward for, uh, AEW and, you know, they, it probably wouldn't hurt them to do some work with, um, you know, some of the new Japan or, or uh, ring of honor tag teams. Too. I, I think the guns have a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, but let me tell you coming out to 50 cent. And that entrance they did, I was like, right there, there, they were, man, that every man, I was like, oh man, this is a badass entrance. That just the the whole aesthetics of that entrance, I'm like, they need to come out like that all the time because they'll be superstars. Uh, and, and FDR has made a comments in the past about the fact that the guns, they see the guns, they're raw still, obviously, but they've got the potential. And I, I, I am curious to see what five years down the road. If we're not talking about Austin and Colton Gunn as being the top, you know, tag teams in the business, so that is one of the things I think AEW is really good at is bringing in these young talent. 
And I know they get a lot of criticism for it because criticism for it because you guys don't develop people like NXT. Okay. They don't. They put them on TV, but you know what? Look at Anna Jay. If you pull up Anna Jay's, I think it's a cage, uh, what is it? Cage match or cage seat, whatever that database is. She's got like less than a hundred matches or something ridiculous. Like she's not a big, but look at the improvement she's made, you know, in the time she's been in AEW working with some of the people they have. And I also think the fact that AEW is now starting to do these little mini house show tours is going to do nothing but help too. You know, it'll give them time to loosen up and get better in the ring and get them the reps. Uh, you know, because people make fun of dark and elevation. I'm like, well, that's your NXT right there. You guys make fun of it, but that's the same as NXT. It's just on YouTube and it's free. Yeah, it's a necessary evil. The you know, you don't get good, you don't get good and just automatically end up in the NFL as the number one draft pick. You've got Pop Warner, you've got middle school, you've got high school, uh it, for basketball, you have the AAUs and the traveling teams, uh, soccer, much the same. And, you know, that's basically what, you know, what some of these um, indie, dark, NXT, the up, 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 down, down thing that they do. It's just getting the, the folks, the, the reps, the, um, I'm trying to think of the name of uh, Booker T's wrestling organization same exact thing getting them the reps getting them the training you know john, you have i think the, john moxley's in, moxley's involved in one in cincinnati with uh sammy callahan i don't remember what that one's called either but but yeah it, that'd be a good one Jeez. the uh you know tony khan keeps saying he wants to work with stardom too and oh my gosh if they could send some of their women over to work in stardom for six Bro. months uh three months whatever and just send them over to that Josie joshi female wrestling training they do over there Oh Man, you got people like Anna Jay and the Bunny and Ty. Penelope like, Ford. Oh, Penelope Ford. Can you imagine she's, those? She's so like the Bunny and Penelope Ford. Um, they're they're so athletic, but you just see them ringside, and then next thing you know, you see them doing a moonsault. You're like, "Holy cow! Where'd you bust that out from?" So yeah, send Sky Crazy. Blue over there. Willow oh, Nightingale. Sky Blue, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Ty Mello, I think I said her already, but there, there are some women on that. Hell send Britt Baker over there. I I like Britt Baker. I think she needs some, some work in the ring. Now I feel bad because I've said that and now I realize she's been dealing with a back injury, but send Baker over there. Cause there, there's just some really good stuff in stardom that they could learn in, in, in that style. Not to mention that Monet is over there. And they may be able to teach a little bit too. So now stardom's getting better. Plus you get some of that name recognition and. I, it just sounds like a win-win, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you bring the North American style over there and teach them some of the North American style so they can be like Riho and uh, Sheeta who come over and... Uh, and transition, else? yeah. Yeah, and they transition. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah. So I hope he does. I hope he gets that working relationship. I think New Japan, from what I understand, is kind of helping build that because they've built that relationship with them. Uh, New Japan and Stardom has got that relationship now, so that's pretty cool. But... Uh, can make some money. So, money... Uh, overall, uh, I gave dynamite four beards, four beards. I enjoyed it, uh, better than average. Uh, yeah, there, a couple down spots for me were the, I thought the, the main event didn't live up to the hype and expectations I had in my head, the hook stuff. And then the MJF went a little long. Uh, other than that, I enjoyed everything else on the show. Yeah. Likewise. And I, and I, I was sitting there, I was like, you know, just, just don't suck. 
and you've already <laughs> you've already accomplished something, right? And they more than accomplish the their four beard rating. You know the references to past, present, and future. The announcements of you know going to Wembley, Jay White showing up, the character development, the women's match, and you don't get to say that very often on Dynamite. You know, being able to say, "Wow, that was a really good women's match," because they they normally feel really rushed. That reminded me of a point I wanted to yeah. make. For uh, four beards, four beards for me. I I really yeah. Cool. You reminded me of a point I wanted to make uh, when I was talking about the structure of the show. They put the women on, I think, at the 30-minute mark. So right in the beginning of the show, I don't think that was by mistake either. I think that was a, hey, so yeah, WWE cut their women's matches. Look what we're doing. Especially if the rumors of Bailey and Asuka talking about leaving, not wanting oh, to be there man. anymore. Can you imagine those two showing up? You got Bailey, Asuka joining the, the outcast. Get out of here, man. Yeah, so Bailey really wants to go to New Japan. Yeah, she wants to go over there with Monet. And like... Yeah, and seeing man, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. So that's a four beater from us. Four beards, both of us. Pretty good show. Uh, knock on wood. Keep your fingers crossed, toes crossed. Whatever you want to do. That SmackDown. Uh, whew, let's see what SmackDown does. And then Rampage is Rampage. It's usually one or two good matches. Usually, it's not essential viewing, but I enjoy them. Uh, to be honest with you, SmackDown is going to be the test. I'm curious. You know, is Triple H going to come out and just go, I'm going to say nothing again and then lie to you guys. So, yeah. you know, nothing's changing and then everything changes. But we'll see. That's uh, that's for a podcast at another time. So it is that time of the show where I say thank you to everybody that's listening. Appreciate all the downloads. Appreciate appreciate everything you guys are sending us on Twitter. Uh, up to over 500 followers on Twitter. Like us, share us. Send it out and about so we get more more and more people involved in this little adventure we're on. Uh, you know the drill. At No Shave Man Cave on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube's getting bigger and bigger, so we're going to start putting more and more on there. I promise I'm learning how to video edit so we can drop some of these on there. Uh, we're still looking at a Patreon. But uh, anyway, all that good stuff. Follow us there. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts from. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible. Google, Amazon Music, YouTube, anywhere you get those podcasts from, go ahead and set up that subscribe. Ooh. Hell, go ahead and subscribe to all of them so it downloads on every single one of your platforms and helps us on those too. But no, we really do appreciate everything, guys. And uh, time for the hot tag. Bump and feed, bump and feed. We wouldn't be here without you. We would, but we would just be talking to ourselves. So as JT said, thank you so much for what you do for us. To our brothers and sisters in arms, some gave all, all gave some. Thank you for your service. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, this is National Earth Month. Be good to your mother. Recycle what you can. And to, uh, to our brothers and sisters in service, if you are in distress and you need help, please find help. You are loved. Someone's thinking of you. And, uh, you know, don't suffer in silence. You can dial 998 if you are on active duty. Go talk to your first sergeant. Go talk to your mass sergeant. Go talk to your senior enlisted advisor. Stop by medical. Talk to your chaplain. There is someone for everyone. We love you. You are loved. Don't ever forget that. Until next time, my friends, my fam, my brothers and sisters in arms, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. 
If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.